So in this episode, we want to begin with a simple but important question. Why is the why of Bible study so important? Welcome to Working with the Word, a weekly podcast designed to equip you with the skills and confidence for deeper daily Bible study. I'm Jeff O'Rear. And I'm Emerson Brown. We thank you for tuning in to the very first episode of Working with the Word. Emerson and I are excited to discuss studying the Bible together, and we pray that you will find some encouragement as you tune in with us as well. Well, before we get too far into the program, why don't we introduce ourselves, Emerson? Why don't you begin by letting everybody know a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family, where you are right now, and some things like that. Thanks, Jeff. I grew up in Valdosta, Georgia. And I've been married to Shannon, your sister, for eight years, and I'm still a part of the family, thankfully. We have three kids. They are three, five, and seven, two boys and one girl in the middle. Uh, Right now, we live and work in Westfield, Indiana, which is a suburb of Indianapolis, just north of Indianapolis. I'm working as an evangelist with the Westfield Church of Christ We've been here for almost four years now, and we just really love it here. We're thankful to be here, and um, so that's a little bit about me. What about you? Well, I'm originally from Auburn, Indiana, up in the northeastern part of the Hoosier State, but moved to Texas in 2014. I've been married to Becca coming up on four years, and we have a son who is eight months old. For the past three years, we've been in Midland, Texas, which is in the western part of the state, where I'm the preacher for the Woodcrest Drive Church of Christ. And I just want to, again, say how excited I am to be working on this program together with you and all about this podcast. I'm looking forward to it, too. I'm excited about what we'll learn and be able to share with others here. Jeff, you were really the inspiration behind this podcast. You emailed me several months ago about doing this, and when I saw that email, I got excited about it. And there was something specific you said in that email that just got me thinking, yeah, this is something we really need to do together. So why don't you share what the spark was that got you thinking about this? Well, I would say it started in the beginning of 2019, actually. I started listening to more podcasts. Usually the podcasts I listen to are things that are of spiritual matters, whether it be relating to preaching specifically or Christian living or guys who talk about the Bible, some things like that. And I would keep hearing this phrase come up from time to time. People would talk about how we're going to get into deeper Bible study today. We're going to talk about getting deeper into the Word of God and things like that. And I would think to myself, man, what does that look like? Or what does that phrase mean? Is that something I'm doing? Is that something that can be kind of measured or is equal among person to person? And I'm still kind of figuring that out. And I've gotten some input from some others that's helped me with that. But Thinking then about this particular program relating to things about studying the Bible, it's something that I know I need to be working on in my own life, and in our conversation together, I know that's something that you're looking forward to working on as well, so as we work on this together, hopefully we can help other people, because we know as Christians, we are supposed to be people who want to draw closer to God through His Word, and a big part of that's going to be through the reading and studying of the Bible. So as I wanted to grow in this area, I was hoping to find someone who would help and encourage me not just in this podcast and working together on this program, but also in that particular effort of growing in my Bible study. And so I was just so thankful for you, Emerson, and just the encouragement you brought me so far in that field. And hopefully, as we'll continue to expound on that through this podcast and through this this whole series, hopefully they'll be helpful for others as well. So as we think about this program, Working with the Word, 
That title comes from a verse that you thought of. Tell us a little bit about what made you think of that title connecting to this verse. Yeah, so our foundation verse for this podcast is 2 Timothy 2, 15. This is a verse that I think is really foundational to not just this podcast, but just to you know our lives as Christians. And it says, Be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. So Paul is writing to this young evangelist, Timothy, but really the principle is for all Christians. All Christians, we are disciples, we are learners after Christ. And so he calls us to be workers in the word, to accurately handle the word of truth. So really there are three things that stand out to me in this verse. First of all, we are privileged to have God's word to begin with and so accessible to us. We have it in so many formats. We have it in old-fashioned print form, in free Bible apps, and on your tablets. Just we have it. It's surrounding us everywhere. And so we need to be using that blessing. Second of all, we are accountable to God for handling his word accurately. Paul tells Timothy to present yourself to God as one approved. And that means that we are accountable for how we use his word. And third of all, we are responsible for the hard work involved in studying God's word. So he tells him to be diligent, or other translations say, do your best. We need to realize that studying God's word and handling it accurately is not always something that comes naturally to us or easy. It's something that requires us to be trained and to to be built up for, for that. And so this podcast is really about equipping and inspiring you to be faithful to this charge. So Jeff, what else would we like to share about what this podcast is going to look like? Well, there are four words, and we touched on maybe one or two of them already, but there are four things we want people to think about this podcast. First of all, we want this to be accessible for everyone. This is not just for preachers or for people who, you know, you've got four hours to study the Bible today, or this is your career. We want this to be for all Christians, who those people who have time restraints, those people who have lots of family and work responsibilities, no matter whether you're a new or a not-so-new student of the Word, we want this to be a, something that you can listen to and find that it relates to you. So along with that, we want to also be practical. This is something for you to use that will be helpful for you that you can apply in some way. So we will give some assignments to invite you to put these things into practice, so things you can take away and use as we talk about Bible study. But not just practical for, you know, you can do this assignment, just an easy checkoff. We want this to be challenging as well. We don't want our assignments to be things like, hey, can you count how many chapters are in the book of Genesis? All right, yeah, there are 50 chapters, but that's not really a helpful thing to do to help us with our Bible study. Something you'll hear us talk about repeatedly is how we need to stop thinking that Bible study is supposed to be naturally easy. This idea that I'm just, I become a Christian and I'm just going to be in God's Word and He's just going to overflow me with all of this stuff and I'm going to apply it so quickly and easily and I'm just going to get it all right away. That's just not really how things are going to happen. And so we need to challenge ourselves. That challenge though will be helpful for us to grow as we think about using these things in practice in our Bible studies. And like you mentioned a second ago, we don't want this to be something that is it's challenging where it's impossible. So finally, we want this to be inspiring for our listeners. We want you to know that you can do this, that you can leave every episode feeling encouraged to invest time and energy and thought into your own study of God's Word. 
Like we mentioned in the very beginning of this podcast, it is designed to equip you with the skills and the confidence for deeper daily Bible study. We want you to feel confident at the end of this. So hopefully you'll find this podcast to be something that is going to equip you, but something that is going to be accessible, practical, challenging, and inspiring. David Maxson uses an illustration that I think is very applicable to our episode. It talks about how in a national park, there are a group of bears that are starving. And there was some research that was done. It was discovered that the reason they were starving is because the visitors were feeding the bears and the bears had lost the desire and the ability to feed themselves. And sometimes that is us as Christians. We rely solely on other people to feed us the word of God whether it's our parents, our preachers, or elders, and we lose the desire and ability to feed ourselves. And if, if that's us, then I think we are starving our faith. And so we want you to learn to feed yourself. And sometimes we have to retrain ourselves in order to do that. So in this episode, we want to begin with a simple but important question. And that question is, why? Why is the why of Bible study so important? You know, when we think about that question, or at least when I think about that question, it's kind of a, I need to stop for a second and think, what am I even asking here? Mm-hmm. You got questions that have the same word in it at two places, and it's kind of, it, it makes my brain hurt a little bit. But as we've discussed that, and then we've had some time to think about some of that and talk about some of this, the why is so important because it's going to be our motivation. It's going to be the thing mm-hmm. that uh, we can go back to say, this is the reason I'm studying the Bible. And everybody has a why of some kind, whether we've thought about it or not. So we're going to be encouraging this episode to think about that, to actively consider things like Bible study, something that might seem like, of course, I need to be doing this, but what's my motive? What's my reason for this? We often ask these what kind of questions, what do I want to do, or these how kind of questions, or how am I going to do it? But the most important question when we are serious about developing a habit or reaching a goal is why. There's this book called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. It's uh, kind of more of a business-related book rather than a Bible study book, but a lot of those books in that area of business or leadership or management, some of those things can be helpful for us as students of the Word and as Christians. And in that, he talks about this idea of the golden circle. This is a principle I've heard of. I have yet to read this book. It's on my to-get-to list, but I've heard enough about this principle. I think I understand the practicality of it and why it's so important. So you think mm-hmm. about some circles that are within each other. You maybe think of like a target since we're having described this over audio. Uh, the outermost circle of that target is labeled with the word what, thinking about I want to do something. I want to study the Bible. I want to work out some more. I want to read more books this year. There's a what thing I want to accomplish there. Most people have something related to that or lots of things related to that and know about uh, those type of things they want to do. The next circle inside of that, though, is the how. It's I'm going to do blank to accomplish my what. I'm going to buy more books to read more books this year, or I'm going to try to plan in my calendar, you know, the, the first part of every day to begin with some time to work out. When, you know, this day will be running, I'll schedule this day to be some weights or something like that. And so you've got some good starting points there, but the middle circle, the one that's at the very center of that diagram, that picture, is a circle that's labeled with the why. I'm going to read more this year 
because I want to gain more knowledge and information. There's something that comes after that because that relates to the what we want to do. I'm going to work out this year because I need to take care of my health so I can have more time and energy with my family and those that I love. I'm going to read the Bible or study the Bible this year because, and let's not get too far ahead of that. Let's give some time <laughs> to, to think about that. We'll give our own in just a second here. But thinking about these type of situations or the way people think about how they set goals or reach goals or develop habits, a lot of times we work from the outside in with those circles. We start with the what, or maybe we try to get to the how before we get to the what, but the most important place to start with is the why. It is the why and not the what that's going to give us a sense of direction that is so important in developing deeper Bible study. Yeah, when you think about it in terms like you described of working out or reading more books, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, like at the beginning of the year, we typically try to set some goals and some resolutions and we focus on the, you know, what those goals are. But a lot of times we fail because we don't have a what that drives, the, you know, this, the driving motivation. So just like anything we want to do well, we want to have a plan for a good Bible study. We want to have a direction or a goal or a measurement that keeps us disciplined in doing that hard work. And that's not always easy, but we also have to have a why behind that. Again, going back to our foundation verse in 2 Timothy 2, he says, be diligent. And we, we want to jump to the how or to what and, you know, show me what I need to do to study my Bible better. That's great. But we need to take a step back and begin with a diligent look at our why. Because any plan that we have is going to fail if we don't have that good why. So when we're talking about, you know, determining your why or finding your why for Bible study, how do we do that? What does that look like? That will be something that we kind of focus on for the rest of this episode. We'll give some thoughts about some of that. But thinking about that, some things you just mentioned there of how we think about our why or your why, that's a very individual or something that's relating to you. This mm -hmm. is my why. And my why might be different from your why. Maybe it's similar-ish, but it's my why because I've thought about this and I've come to this conclusion. So I want to make that point very clear. This is going to be some time of self-reflection, self-examination, where each individual has to think for themselves this question of why and determining that why and the importance of that why and how it relates to, again, specifically Bible studies. We think about this program. And the most important thing we're going to need as we're determining this why for ourselves is honesty. I use this illustration kind of in my head of this red pen where if I'm in a period of self-examination, uh, a couple of uh, summers ago, we were talking about the fruit of the Spirit. So as we talked about each part of that there in Galatians chapter 5, we were going by talking about you know one word at a, a week or something like that. And as I was prepping for those teaching those classes, I would think for myself, you know, how am I doing with joy? How am I doing with gentleness or faithfulness or love or self-control? And somewhere in that time period where we were talking about those things, I had that, that image come in where I thought about a red pen. And I think about connecting that to you know, when I was in school or even when I had a chance to uh, teach a couple of classes when I was a graduate student. People would either do homework or they would have quizzes or tests or they would have maybe even papers to do or I would write papers. 
And as things would be given back with feedback or with scores, a lot of times that's done with a red pen uh, that mm -hmm. hopefully usually draws out. This is where the error was made. So you know, you know what happened or where you were wrong rather than just an ambiguous score or even as specifically with you know papers or things you would write. There would be things where maybe a whole paragraph is section or circled to say you need to revisit this or you know you need to come back and edit this someone and kind of tweak it some or maybe uh, or at least related to me there are a couple of just big old pages completely were x'd out <laughs> to say you need to just completely remove this and and rethink you know what's going on here so i think about that with with my own determining my why or determining how i'm doing in these periods of self-examination this red pen for me is something that okay i'm here to honestly evaluate stuff in my life and as I'm evaluating these things, I'm, I'm bringing that out with this idea of a red pen. And that goes back to honesty when we think of the fact that there may be times that as we do some self-examination, we, we just want to immediately cut ourselves slack. You know, that can be something that when it comes to good, honest, hard self-examination, we just don't really do as much as we should in the first place. When we do, we may say, you know, let's think of that example of maybe working out, maybe something of, well, I... I know I could lose some weight, but I know I'm not that bad. I'm not as big as somebody else, or I, you know, I have this excuse for why I've been gaining weight and haven't been losing weight. Uh, but in these periods, especially as we're trying to determine our why for Bible study, we need honesty. We need to figure out this why for ourselves. And maybe that idea of a red pen can be helpful for you, thinking about, here, I'm unkeeping this red pen, and I'm not here to beat myself up, but I am here to, to mark and to notice where might be some areas I need to revisit to think about this why? What might be, this is something that's hindering my Bible study, so I need to X this out and just remove it completely. So let's talk about our why, Emerson, your why and my why. Uh, at least at this time, you know, why do you study the Bible? What motivates you to get into God's Word? So yeah, before I share my why, what motivates me, I just want to say I, I really like that red pen uh, illustration because it, it highlights how painful the this self-evaluation and honesty can be, but also how important it is. You know, honesty is so critical in every part of a Christian's life as we look at ourselves, examine ourselves. So, you know, before we did this podcast, I'm not sure I really thought about this question of why I study the Bible. I mean, I did it, but I'm not really sure why, or not really sure that I investigated my own heart and asked what's motivating me. So when, I, when we thought about this, I went back to 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. This is a passage that motivates me. It inspires me. Paul says, All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. This is one of those verses that we read often, maybe quote often, and we just breeze by it, but we don't really think about the meat that is there. And when you stop and chew on that meat, there is a lot of encouragement for Bible study here and for my why. A couple things stand out. So the first thing that I see here is that when God speaks, I want to listen. The ESV says all scripture is God breathed. So scripture is God's word. And I remember as a kid hearing the story of Samuel being called whenever he was lying down in the tabernacle. God spoke to him audibly. He called him by name. And I remember thinking as a kid how awesome and how frightening it would be for God to speak to me and call me by name. 
But then I realized that God has spoken to me through the written word. And as we're going to talk further on down the road, the Bible is not written to us in the sense of Timothy was written to Timothy, Corinthians to the Corinthians, but it is written for us. And so it is a very personal thing that we need to apply. And so realizing that, that God has spoken to me, I need to strive for my attitude to be, as Samuel said, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And that really motivates me to go back to the word and motivates me to study his word because I want to hear what he has to say. Second of all, I see that I want to be useful to God. You know, I want to serve others in my neighborhood, in my church. I want to be a good father, a good husband, but I can't bypass his word. Paul tells Timothy that the scripture is useful for training in righteousness, to equip us for every good work. And I can't, you know, bypass the word of God in order to be trained. I have to be taught and rebuked and corrected and trained by the word of God first. And so those two things, really, when God speaks, I want to listen and I want to be useful to God. Those two things really motivate me to study his word. So what about you, Jeff? What motivates you to study? Yeah, I think that hearing you talk about that and thinking about this question myself, I I think we'll see that there are some similarities, but just how I'm kind of coming from a, a different perspective. I mean, it's hard to top Second Timothy three sixteen <laughs> and seventeen. But take the trump card there. Yeah, exactly. But when I think about Bible study and and using that effectively, and I think about Ezra and what it says in Ezra chapter seven verse ten, for Ezra set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes in Israel. When I think about that, there I see first of all even Ezra had some type of why he set in his heart to study the law. And it was, first of all, for himself, and that's what I'm trying to connect there, similar to some things you said there with Second Timothy, but I'm seeing in Ezra, in the example he is, you know, first of all, he saw that he needed to study the law and do it. He realized that the law said things, and the things that the law talked about, he had to take them and put them into his own heart and his own life, first of all, as he was going to draw close to God. But then he also wanted to teach others the statutes and the rules of God. And I think that's a big thing for me is that I want to help other people by either reaching them with the gospel, showing them the gospel and the truth of the gospel, or maybe it's even people who are already Christians and just helping them grow in their faith. But before I do any of that, I realize I need to, first of all, myself study God's Word, to learn about the truths of God's Word and what it has to say and how everything fits together to tell about the story of Jesus as we want to know Him better. And that also reminds me of this passage in Judges chapter 2 and verse 10. Uh, The latter half of that verse, it talks about there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord or the work that He had done for Israel. And as I think about my wanting to help other people, this verse always looms very heavy in my mind and in my heart as a preacher and teacher of God's Word. The fact that there are people who didn't know God, you know, is that their fault because they didn't listen as well? Is that the teacher's fault because they didn't teach as well? And that maybe kind of depends on the perspective you're coming from with that. But the reality is for when I think about my why and my desire to help other people know the truth about God and to know about His salvation through His Son Jesus, I think about the fact that I don't want to be a disservice to that next generation. I want to do everything that I can to help people, whether it be equipping them in Bible study, whether it be in my times that I'm teaching, that I'm teaching accurately and truthfully, 
And also I'm going to be helping guide them in good application as well as interpretation of God's Word. But I recognize that with all of that, I can't help that next generations of Christians serve the Lord faithfully if I myself don't know how or if I'm not serving Him. So I need to, first of all, be diligent to do my best and present myself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed accurately handing the word of truth. But that similar stuff for me, you know, taking the truth of God's word and I can't bypass that, but also using it to help others. So let's get some ideas of possible motives, some possible whys as we're trying to determine our why that people may have to study the Bible. One thing I think we need to realize is that not every goal for studying the Bible is really a good one. I mean, that might surprise you because you might think, well, as long as I'm studying the Bible, nothing can go wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm reading the Word of God, right? Yeah. And But we need to realize that the Bible is actually pretty clear about having the right heart in everything that we do, but especially in approaching God's Word. Your, your why matters. The motivation matters. And so the motive that we begin with in our Bible study is going to ultimately determine the outcome that we end with. So I like to think of there are some bad motivations, there are some what I'm going to call good start motivations, and there are some best motivations or one best motivation. So a bad motivation might be, I want to prove myself right. You know, we do that sometimes and I've fallen into that. I go to the Word of God to rubber stamp what I already believe. And whenever you approach it that way, you're always going to be right, right? Yeah. Um, or, or along with that, I want to prove my friend wrong. I want to, I want to get into an argument. I want to win the argument. Or maybe you just want to have, you know, the best answer in Bible class. Ultimately, those motivations are motivated by pride. In Luke 10:29, we read about the Jewish rabbi who had a conversation with Jesus about the greatest commandment. And here's an example of someone who studied the Bible with a bad heart. Uh, it says that he wished to justify himself, and he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? So he came to the Bible with this attitude, I want to justify my own beliefs, and I want to exclude certain people from this commandment to love my neighbor as myself. Yeah. So we don't want to have bad motivations. Mm -hmm. Then there are also good start motivations. These are motivations that are good, but they're only a good start. They 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 need to propel us further to maturity. We might study the Bible just to know what's in the book. I've been studying with someone who is curious about the Bible, but I'm not really sure that they want to know it to know God. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, or maybe we want to study the Bible just to do the right thing or to go to heaven or to avoid hell. Or for you know you and me, Jeff, we are preachers and teachers. We study the Bible because we've got a class or you know a sermon to prepare for. <laughs> Obviously, those are motivated by good hearts, but they're still lacking one thing. And so that brings us to the best motivation, which I see as knowing God for yourself. So going back to Judges 2, there was a generation that rose up that did not know God. You know, we want to know God for ourselves, and ultimately we went to know His Son, Jesus. One passage that applies to this is John 5, 39 and 40. Jesus is talking to the Jews who knew the scriptures very well. They studied it often. But listen to what he says. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. It is these that testify about me, 
and you were unwilling to come to me so that you may have life. And so these Jews, they open the word of God often, and they search the scriptures because they knew that in them they could find life. But ultimately, Jesus says, you have missed the path to life, who is Jesus himself. So if we miss Jesus in our study, or if we miss knowing his uh, if we miss knowing God himself, then we really miss the whole point. And so, you know, that's the motivation we need to strive for is to know God and to know Jesus. One other thing on this, you know, finding your why is your why can change as you grow. You know, if you were to ask me 10 years ago why I study the Bible, I would have given you a much different answer than today. Yeah, and same. I'm sure that if you ask me, yeah, 10 years from now, um, why I study the Bible, I would give you a different answer. At least I hope so. So we can mature and we can develop. You know, it can start out as one of these motivations, whether a bad motivation or a good start. But then ultimately, it can propel us into uh, wanting to know God better. So the why really matters because, again, it's going to determine what you get out of it. Another reason why our why is important is because a good why is going to keep us coming back. Right, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. We think about, we, we talked a lot about the importance of the why. We talked about, you know, these things are supposed to help us determine our why or find our why. But we want to kind of here towards the end, think about some things of the why and how it's going to keep us grounded in difficult times. You know, some of those examples earlier, then maybe think about those circles. If I want to lose weight and that's really all I know, or if I, let's say I want to work out and I know the what of that, there's going to come a day where I'm going to wake up and I'm just going to be a little bit more tired than, you know, other days, or it's going to be cold and raining. And maybe I've even thought about my how of I need to, you know, set aside this time in the day to go. And if I don't have a why to tell me why am I even setting aside this time in the morning and why am I even doing this thing of working out? Why am I taking care of this? There'll be days that you know, the couch is just going to be calling your name as you're, as you're looking out the window and you're seeing that cold rain come down or, you know, the, the smell of your wife's cup of coffee is going to kind of do one of those <laughs> cartoon things where it kind of picks you up by the nose and drags you across. It's going to be calling you to, to with that. So we think about the importance of why because it's going to help us in these difficult times. So our whys with Bible study will hopefully keep us coming back to studying the Bible mm -hmm. and, and having that good motive. There are some things and there that will keep us coming back. There are some things that maybe keep us from studying the Bible. But that really seems to boil down to the same thing in my mind. Some things that might keep us from coming back to studying the Bible are really one big thing that I think about is our attitude. Our attitude and maybe that, you know, the Bible is is boring. Man, this is just not exciting stuff to me. I'd much rather read, you know, the same five verses from the Sermon on the Mount I'll read every single day or something that I, I feel like I get more out of. It's just the Bible seems so boring or it seems so complicated. This stuff here seems like there's a lot going on, but I don't know what this prophet is talking about and how it relates to the bigger Bible story. Or maybe even just an attitude of I'm too busy to study the Bible right now. I've got this going on. Like we mentioned, you know, we all are people who have time restrictions. We have responsibilities with our family or with our jobs. And so in those moments, we might think that, you know, I'm just too busy. And it's especially thinking about that, that for a second, going back to our red pen analogy, is something that if something that's keeping me back from coming, coming back to study the Bible is I'm too busy, or it's something with my attitude of it's boring. That's where our red pen needs to come out and circle and say, hey, 
Yeah, a big circle there. Big circle, revisit this and think about what's what's going on here and why is this hindering me from studying my Bible? But what's going to keep us coming back then, I think, is really the same thing, just with a completely different approach. Having this attitude then that rather than the Bible is boring or the Bible is complicated or I'm too busy to study the Bible, it's this attitude that is just, I enjoy studying God's Word. I think about the first psalm in those first two verses. It talks about how blessed is the man, and then in verse 2, how he delights in the law of the Lord, and on God's law he meditates day and night. People who enjoy God's Word, who study God's Word, those are people who are going to keep coming back because they find this sense of discovery. You know, yesterday I was reading something, and I either, maybe I learned something new, and so because I learned something new, I want to keep learning about these things or see how this new thing I've learned relates to this particular book or through to the Old Covenant or to the big picture of the Bible itself. Or maybe it's even a, I learned something new and I don't get it and I don't understand this new thing that I've learned. Mm-hmm. I'm running into this thing that it is maybe kind of complicated, but that fuels me then to say, well, I'm going to come back and I want to, to see if I can work this out. If I want to see if I can figure this out through the diligent study of God's word. So I think it's really both of those things, what keeps us coming back or what keeps us from coming back, having that good attitude, that sense of enjoyment, that sense of, I want to know God that's connected to our why, connected to our motive is going to help us. So when we can identify what keeps us coming back to reading and studying the Bible, when I look at myself as I'm determining my why, I'm finding my why, and I realize it's because I enjoy it. It's because I've thought about some of my motives. I've thought about what's going to help me be motivated to study God's Word. Then we are one step closer to answering that important question of why and finding our why. So to wrap things up for this episode, we promised at the beginning that we'd give you an assignment each week. And Jeff, we don't want to forget about that, do we? No, that's right. We don't. So our first challenge to you is to find your why. Ask yourself, why is it that I want to study the Bible? In this episode, Jeff and I answered three questions, and so to get you started, we suggest you review these same questions to help you find your own why. These questions are, what is my motive for studying the Bible? And what keeps me coming back? Or, what keeps me from coming back? And if you get out your red pen and you're answering those questions for yourself and you have something that you need to circle and change, you're the one who has to make the change. So just boil it down short and sweet, find your why, make the needed changes, and then just do it. Thank you so much for tuning into Working With The Word. In our next episode, we'll start getting into the how of Bible study. There is not just one way to study the Bible, but Emerson and I believe that having a method or plan will help you in the process of Bible study. So we want to start unpacking our suggestion for a method that you might find helpful. Until then, we hope that you will take some time this week to consider your why for Bible study, that time of honest reflection that will greatly help you grow in your study of God's Word. We would love to hear from you and all about your why so that we can encourage you in your daily study of the Bible. You can find us and reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter at Working with the Word, on Instagram at workingwiththeword.podcast, or send us an email to workingwiththewordpodcast.com at gmail.com. That's all one word, working with the word podcast at gmail.com.
So until next time, may you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity.